This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, income planning for retirement is critical, and planning for tax-free income is liberating. So we're going to explore some options on today's show. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative. You find him at Silverleaf Financial. Of course, you find him here in the podcast every week. And he's been helping folks get to and through retirement in grand style for more than 30 years. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Hey, you know what? It is great to be here. Another beautiful day in the desert. Always. <laughs> Always a beautiful <laughs> that's day right, in the that's desert. That's right. The, that's uh, why we love it. Exactly. And and uh, so everything is good. You were telling me that, uh, you know, you're going to be taking a little time off in a couple of weeks. That's kind of fun, huh? Yeah. You know what? I'm, although it is a you know beautiful day here at, at what, maybe 114, 115, something like that. <laughs> um, you know, about this time of year, it, I, I always have the urge to go up into the mountains, you know, so... So yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be heading up to the mountains shortly. We're going up to Flagstaff. We're up in uh, we were up in the eastern part of the state uh, last week up in Sholo, um, you know, which is I think about six thousand feet elevation. Wow! And uh, and now we're going we're gonna be going up to Flagstaff, and uh, you know that's also uh, I believe it's over six thousand feet elevation. Wow! Uh, you, you know, so it's beautiful, right? You can it's sure. great in, here in the valley, you know, because you got the heat in the valley, but you drive two three hours four hours, and and you're at seventy five degrees and and beautiful mountain weather oh yeah there's nothing wrong with that oh no i'm looking forward to it you know it's it's great to go out hiking and get out of town for for a little bit well that's, so, uh, yeah absolutely and 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 so i mean that kind of leads us into what we're talking about here you talk about tax-free income in retirement and that's the kind of creating that tax-free income is a challenge for sure but you can help us do that but my my point being is it gives you the opportunity to do just what you're going to do. You're going to go to the mountains. You're going to do the fun stuff. That's what we want. That's that's it. That's it. A hundred percent, right? And that, that's what everybody wants. You know, obviously we don't. You know, we want to spend our time differently. Maybe some guys want to golf, or some folks want to fish, and sure, who knows? Maybe, maybe you just want to go shopping for a living. I don't know. Um, but but whatever it is, one thing I promise, and we all know, is it's going to take money, right? Yep. And and it's probably going to take more money than you ever thought it would especially if you look at the price increases just over the last year, you know, that, that we've seen, uh, which by the way, I think are going to continue for a little while longer. Um, I, I think maybe another six, 12 months that'll continue, but then we hopefully will start to see some uh, stabilization and prices stop going up. Um, so nonetheless, you know, but when it comes to planning for retirement, you know, it's, it, it's really important to consider how taxes, right. Could gnaw away at that nest egg of yours. Um, and, and, and so you, in order to get there and not have, not find yourself in a situation where you didn't anticipate all the taxes, you know, let's do a little advanced planning and put some things in place that can help you to generate tax-free income in your retirement, uh, and help to keep down your overall tax bill, right? We've all paid enough money to the IRS already. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But you know, we'll pay our taxes, but, um, if you could get tax-free income, and I know that starts with the Roth and I know we've talked yes. about it many times, Kevin, but it, it's certainly worth talking about again. Yeah, it, it, no question. And guys, if you have the opportunity, if anyone has the opportunity to put money away into a Roth, uh, I would definitely recommend that you take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, if you earn too much income, you know, the, the income limits, 
um, you know, or what, at 125, I believe, for a single and 198 uh, for a married couple. Um, you know, and, and they, go, they go up a little bit from there to, to get to the income cap before you can't contribute anything. Uh, however, you can contribute to a regular IRA uh, and you can contribute to a 401k if you have one. And what I suggest is that if you're if you have an employer that's generous enough and, and you know, is willing to match and, and provides a match up to, you know, usually it might be three, four or five percent or something. Uh, take advantage of that match because that's that's really free money. So that's the first priority that I suggest. Uh, the next priority, it would I believe, would be putting money into an HSA account. And and before I before I go too far with the HSA, though, guys, with the Roth with the Roth four hundred one k that a lot of employers are offering, you don't have those same income limits though. So make sure you're taking advantage of the of the Roth, whether it's the IRA or the four hundred one k, because that is going to provide you with a tax free pool of money when you're retired, and it's going to grow tax free for as long as you leave it in there. So I, I, it is a fantastic vehicle in, in my view, and I would definitely I'd put every dollar away that you can into the tax-free accounts. So with that in mind, the 401k, I mean, right now, if you're over 50, you can contribute $26,000 a year. Oh, yeah. And if you put yeah, that so, into a Roth for a couple of years, mm -hmm. that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And imagine if you start off in your mid-50s and you do it for 10 years, you know, you could put 260 grand in, in, right into that account. Yeah. And, you know, and, and tax so that that money is growing for you. And then maybe you leave it alone and let it grow for, I don't know, five, six, 10 years, who knows? It's whenever you want to, you can take it out whenever you want. Um, you know, I, I, I'm always torn between letting the tax-free assets continue to grow, right? Versus taking them out, you know? So it's a balancing act depending on every you know, individual situation. Um, but to have, that, to have that amount of money, if, you, if a person's in a spot where they've got that much in there, then you could probably, we could probably put together a strategy where the where all of the income that you bring in for one or two or three years is all tax free income, and every year that you do that, you would avoid paying taxes on your Social Security as well. Oh, so man, that's the best. Yeah, so then that might save you four or five grand on Social Security, you know, and there, boom, you've got your vacation, right? At least a little vacation. Exactly. I mean, you you do it the right way, you could get a vacation every year, and it's all tax free. That's right. That's right. I, I, I those are two of my favorite words. They really are tax free. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so. So by all means, if you have a Roth 401k, I strongly, strongly recommend you take advantage of it and put in put in every dollar you can. And and I would really recommend that, you know, as, as you're contemplating where, where to allocate your money, where to spend your money, um, you know, I like to say pay yourself first. And, and what that means is save, save, uh, you know, save and invest your money first, um, you know, set it aside and think of it as a bill and do that even before, you know, along with you pay your bills and look at it like a bill. Um, and and just stick with it, and you'll wind up you'll wind up in a very a very very good position. Sure, you will. And so you alluded to an HSA. We've talked about health savings accounts in the past. I love this, and and I shared with you that you know I work with advisors all over the country, and I'm amazed sometimes at some of the folks that I work with that are not really familiar with the beauty of an HSA. Yeah, you know that's a shame. That's a shame. And and uh, you, you know. Um, I, I want to, you know, kind of, you know, kick him in the, yeah. know, say, come on, let's go. Me too. You know, you need, you need to start <laughs> spreading the word, right? You know, yeah, yeah because guys, guys, anybody, anybody uh, that's not familiar with it, an HSA is a health savings account. And uh, the first requirement though, is that you've got to have a high deductible health insurance plan. So, so you got to, so what that would be when you look at the plans, if you have the ability to choose your health insurance, um, then what you're looking for is what they call HSA eligible. And that's an HSA eligible health insurance plan. And that would meet the requirements that the government's put in place, 
you know, such as, uh, you know, it's got to have something like at least a $2,800 deductible, approximately, don't quote me, um, but it's got to be a high deductible health plan and, and it's got to meet those, those requirements. And so, the gov- so they're categorizing those when you go looking, if you have the ability to look, uh, you want to take a hard look at whether that might make sense for you and your family, because it is, it is the only truly tax-free account and that you get a tax deduction for the money you put in there and, it, and then it's going to grow tax-free. And then when you take it out, if it, if it meets the qualified expenses, which are broad, there's a lot of things that will qualify, um, then it's tax-free as well. And, and so personally, what, uh, what I recommend everybody does is to put the money in the HSA, find a provider such as mine, um, that you can, you can set up an HSA and you can invest the money just like you invest money in an IRA account or any other brokerage account. There's nothing, you can invest in the same stocks or, or whatever you would like to invest in, exchange traded funds, mutual funds. Um, you can do that with an HSA account as well. And that's personally what I do uh, for, my, for myself and my wife. Um, and what we're doing is paying our medical expenses as we go with, you know, just out of pocket money. And then we're saving the records and the receipts. And then later in life, I'm going to pay my, myself back using that HSA money, um, for all, and it's perfectly legal. You can do this for 30 years or you, or however old, whatever, whatever, there's no time limit. There's no time limit. The IRS has no restrictions and no, and no limits on the amount. So as long as you have the receipts and the records, you can reimburse yourself for those expenses at any point in time on a tax-free basis with the money from your HSA. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, really, truly, when you when you think about it, and I think most of us, when it comes to medical stuff, we're pretty good about keeping records because we need to. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, so I mean that that's a very cool piece of this puzzle. And you know, I like when you say too that you can invest the money inside that HSA. I know for I, I was this is probably what maybe fifteen years ago. I had a, I had an HSA. I had a high deductible mm-hmm. plan at the place I was working, and I had an HSA. And it just kind of sat there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's right. Because I, no, I yes. didn't even nobody even talked about investing it. Yeah, no, and, and that's the way it was for a long time. And there's and there was a limited number of providers actually too, because I, I, you know, I went through the same thing. And and for a long time, uh, you know, I would, I'd be asking them and, and saying, "Well, why aren't you opening this up to investments?" You know, actually, Fidelity, you know, one of the biggest brokerage firms out there, they didn't know they didn't have that availability until I want to say maybe two years ago, um, relatively recently, and. Um, you know, so I don't I don't know why the industry has taken so long to to shine a light on it uh, and and to give us these capabilities because there's no reason you shouldn't be able to invest that money just like you can invest any other money, right? Whether it's after tax, you know, we call it non qualified money, um, you know, out of pocket cash, or whether it's retirement money or what have you, you should be able to invest it however you want and in, in, in whatever vehicles you'd like, and uh, and so I think that's one of, that's one of the nice things about it. And a lot of people don't realize because because the, the concept of like paying yourself back, you know, for something that yeah. you paid 10, 20, 30 years ago is kind of different, right? It's not it's, it's not what we normally talk about. And, um, you, you know, so I thought when I first saw that, I said, you know what, if you can pay that with current money without, you know, sacrificing anything that, you know, that you don't want to sacrifice, um, then to me, it's a fantastic way because instead of spending that tax-free money now, I'm letting the tax-free money grow. That's the idea is to let the tax-free money grow. And, and so if you're, if you're able to do that, you know, for an extended period of time, that could be another very healthy six-figure, you know, account for you. And so if you take advantage of the Roth IRA or the Roth 401k, and then in addition, you do the, HS, you do the HSA, you could easily be looking at four or $500,000. So imagine you've got that, you know, roughly half a million dollars in tax-free money now. And so what we can do is sit down and strategize on a year-by-year basis 
of where you're going to pull your money from. In other words, you have multiple sources that you can use for income when you're retired, right? It could be any number of accounts. Most people that I sit down with, you know, they have several, might have half a dozen different accounts. And I mean, it's very, it's very common. Uh, some folks have more, <laughs> some, some, <laughs> some have 10, 15, 20 different accounts uh, and, and beyond that actually. So, uh, so the point though, is that when you have those, it actually puts you in a good spot because then you should be able to strategize you know, to, to at least minimize your taxes, you know, maybe we're not going to eliminate them. You know, that's a pretty tall order to eliminate them. Um, but we can certainly minimize them, you know? And like I say, just, just, if we're able to avoid that, if we're able to keep you from having to pay tax just on your social security income, that alone is probably worth four to $5,000 in, in tax money that you would have paid that you can now save. And now you can use that to go do whatever you like and maybe go up to the mountains, uh, or play some golf. Who knows? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, but it's all you part know, of the, it's all part of the, that planning process, the stuff that we talk about every week, Kevin. And if you include that as part of your plan, if you do have that high deductible insurance, like a lot of us do, yes, you know, it really it just becomes an integral part of what what you do. No question about it. And and I mean, I, I strongly recommend to try to max out these accounts if you can max them out. You know, the contribution amounts. Like for instance, if you're if you're married over fifty. Um, then I want to say it's in the, it's 8,200, right. That, that a person could put in, um, you, you know, the, uh, yeah, 7,200 for family coverage. And you can put an extra thousand if you're, if you're, I'm sorry, age 55 or over, mm-hmm. uh, with the HSA, it's a little different than some of the other catch-up accounts, um, catch-up contribution amounts, I should, I should say, right, right. um, you, you know, but, it, but it, guys, it can be a fantastic vehicle. And think about this. Some people that I've talked to this about, they say, well, we don't have that many medical expenses. And this is when they're probably, I don't know, 35, 40 years old, right? And that's pretty normal. A lot of, a lot of you know, you're, you're fortunate, but a lot of people don't, you know, which is why insurance rates are so much lower for younger folks. Um, you know, and, and I would hope you're always 100% healthy and you never have a medical expense. Um, but I think the fact is a lot of us are going to have a lot of expenses uh, to cover. And the nice thing about the HSA is that you could actually, you, 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 there are ways you can use it to pay, for instance, for some, some of the Medicare costs. You know, the cost of Medicare premiums, Okay. Um, some of them, not all of them, um, you know, and depending on the plan that you might be looking at, uh, you know, you can pay for, you, for instance, you can use it for dental, for vision. It's not just medical. Uh, you can use it for chiropractic care, uh, pain management facilities. There's, there's, it's wide ranging medications, hearing prescriptions, uh, that too. Yes. Hearing aids. Yes. And those are, those can be really expensive. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. You know, well, the so cool new it, ones are very, I mean, they're really cool, but they're really expensive. They, they're very expensive. Yeah, I've, I've had some clients have to get those, and and uh, and they they I think you can easily spend four or five grand just on one set, um, you know. So uh, so those can be expensive. But my point is, the HSA can cover a lot of different things, and it's nothing. It's not money you have to spend now. The best thing is to save it now, let it grow tax free, keep it in there till you're 65, 70, 75 years old. That's that that's my plan, my my hope, and my goal is to leave it in there to maximize the tax-free growth. And then I'm going to sit back and I'm going to say, all right, all the years between 70 and 75, I'm going to try to avoid paying any tax, you know, at all. Um, and so that means pay the minimum amount. Right. And, uh, but that's, that, that's my personal plan. That's how I, you know, is, is what we're looking to do. And I think a lot of people could benefit from that. And you know what, even if you don't, let's say you get up there and you've got a fantastic, I'm going to call it a high class problem where you've got too much money in your HSA and you say, you know what? I want to use that for something else. I don't want to use it for anything medical or whatever. You know what happens after the age of 65 and you take that money out? Now it becomes like an IRA, okay? And what that means is when you take it out, you're going to pay income tax on it, right? Because it was tax-free. You got the tax deduction putting it in like an IRA. 
You got tax deferred growth like an IRA. And now when you pull it out, you're going to pay income tax just like an IRA. But only All if right? you spend it on something other than medical. That's right. But what I'm, it is. Yes. That's only if it's non-medical. And, and remember, this guys, this can cover a lot of stuff. You know, your first aid equipment, you know, bandages and all that stuff. It's very, it covers all of those things, your prescriptions, whatever you take for prescriptions. If you have any medical devices, whether it's, you know, eyeglasses or a hearing aid uh, or a walker or a wheelchair, all of those things are eligible expenses. Um, in addition, in addition to long-term care. Okay. So, you know, if you don't use it for nothing else, you can use it for long-term care. Um, and, 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 and then by the way, if you never have to use it, you can pass it on to a beneficiary, just like every other account. Wow. I didn't realize that part either. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I, it truly, it's worth of, it's worth a strong look. If you guys haven't looked at it, you owe it to yourself to look into it and research it and see if it might make sense for your situation. Maybe it won't, or maybe, maybe you don't have an insurance plan that you can qualify. Uh, cause a lot of people at big companies with their group plan, a lot of times they don't, they're not eligible. Um, but if you can, I would strongly recommend it uh, and take a look um, to see if it's something that you could could possibly benefit from. Sure. Well, again, worth having the conversation. If you want to reach out to Kevin, it's 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. You can also visit the website, and I would encourage you to do that as well, silverleaffinancial.com. That's silverleaffinancial.com. Lots of great information there. You can find out a little bit, even a little bit more about an HSA on your website. Yes, you can. You can for sure. And and um, guys, by all means, take a look at the website. You know, I put a lot of information up there. We try to keep it fresh with new articles and new information every week. Um, there's also a link to my book, uh, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. I've got that on the website as well. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and, and for anybody that hasn't been there, we also have, I think every podcast for this entire year, I believe, is still up there. It's it, There's a lot of shows, far more than I'm sure anybody would want to listen to. Sure. Well, um, I mean, again. You know, we'll, yeah. But, but hey, pick. Pick a couple, and and, and uh, if you'd like to listen to them, they're right there. Right, and speaking of podcasts, I mean, you can also you know find it on Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeart, uh, you know, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, Amazon, um, you know, uh, Audible, yeah. you name it, it's everywhere. We're out there. We are out there. So cruising through retirement. I hope you guys enjoy it. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717, or just text SILVER to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current client. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time, can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717, or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today.
you know, the other thing I want to mention is, you know, you know, something a lot of people don't realize, Steve, is that uh, you can actually generate some tax-free income for long-term capital gains, you know, depending on your income bracket, you know, but it's, but it's fairly, in my opinion, it's fairly generous in that a couple, a, a married couple filing jointly could make up to 80 grand and your capital gains tax rate, you know what? It's zero, zero. So, um, wow. you, you know, now, uh, so obviously you want to keep it below, you know, that's, you know, you want to stay below that threshold, but I think there's, I, you know, I, I want to say the statistics that in my mind, like the average income for the retiree is something I want to say it's in the fifties, like 50, 55, 57,000. Okay. Uh, you know, so if that's the average income, that means that person, assuming that's a married couple filing jointly, yeah, they could, they could reap, they could pull out 20 grand in capital gains at long-term, long-term capital gains. So that means you've held them you've held the position for more than one year. Okay. And that you've met all the requirements. Cause there are some, depending on what you've done, but, but if it's something you've held for a long time, you've got some, you, you know, you've had it for more than a year uh, and your income is less than 80,000, the capital gains, the long-term capital gains rate is zero. And I certainly don't expect that to stay that way. Well, yeah. I you mean, know? they're talking now about going up to like 40% or something, right? Yeah, they are. They are. And and by all that and that's for the high income people. I believe that's north of four hundred thousand. Right. Well, exactly. Um, well, you know, you, like you know, like like normal people. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like the guy like the guy on the street, the guy bowls. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so so no, I, I gotta tell you on that note though, what 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 I've really found perplexing is um why there aren't more tax brackets higher than four or five hundred grand, because there's a lot of people making a lot more money than that. And if you look at our tax rates going up, you know, every 10, 20, 30, 50,000, there's actually room for a whole lot more tax brackets above half a million. Sure. Um, you, you know, and uh, so the rich, the rich people actually have a great deal in this country. Um, the other thing that a lot of you, you know, I'm not sure if everybody realizes, I, I talk, whenever I mention this to clients, a lot of them don't realize um, that there's an income cap on your contribute on your payroll tax, right? Right. Um, you know, and once you get to what, like 140,000, something like that. Um, you don't pay, you don't contribute to it anymore. So, so to me, that's the single easiest way to help fix the problem with social security and Medicare is to eliminate that income cap on your contributions. Right. So, I mean, do you ever see that happening and or maybe just help me understand why they put a cap on that. So in other words, over 140, whatever, you know, some odd dollars, uh, you don't pay social security any longer. Right. Why is that? Oh yeah. I, well, in my, I don't, I don't have a black and white answer other okay, than saying right. in, in my mind, I know it's, it's because of a lobbyist, some lobbyist somewhere, uh-huh. you, you know, said, said, Hey guys, you realize, uh, you guys all make more than that. Right. So to me, to me, it's self-serving It's politicians, you know, because the politicians, you know, all of them make more than 140 grand. Sure. Uh, so I, I think by doing it, they're effectively, you know, taxing themselves more. And so I don't think, I, I think it'll be one heck of a fight, but there's no question, no question that that would, that the majority of Americans would support it. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I, you, I'm, you, I'm with you on that one. You, you know, and, and, and that, and that to me, and to me, it seems perfectly fair. You know, I think it's unfair that the dollars over that amount are not, are not paying that, you know, are not contributing. Yeah. So, so you get it. So you get like a 6.2% raise all of a sudden. You, you, you do. It's, I mean, it's really cool when you're making the money and you pass that mark. It's <laughs> yeah, like, sure. it's like, wow, my check's bigger. <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah. You know, but it usually you know, doesn't but, happen until, you know, October, November, maybe yeah, December, something like that. that. That's oh, I'll, I'll tell you, if I'm being honest, we used to have a contest, you know, to, to see who could get there first. Right. <laughs> nice. You know, 
and crazy things we did when we were, when we were younger. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, so, but, but it's really, I think it's unfair to, to the majority of people that pay, te- that pay and contribute to those programs. Every dollar they make, they're contributing a piece of it to those programs. So I think that's the way it should be for everybody. I don't think there should be a cap period. Yeah. All right. You know, and well, so, let's so you and I become lobbyists, Kevin. Let's go there to we DC go. There and we make go. it happen. <laughs> Call, yeah, I, I can't I hear imagine the con- anything I hear- worse, really. Oh, I hear the congressman calling right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so again, so there's capital gains. We got a little bit of that. Let's talk a little bit about annuities before we run out of time. And I know that's an area that that can can be really beneficial for folks too. It, it, it you know what, it definitely can be. And and guys, the the thing is, I've got a lot of clients that use annuities. And 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 one of the one of the lines in my book, or maybe the chapter in the book, is actually annuity is not a bad word. Okay, annuity it typically means something that is safe, that's guaranteed. Uh, it, in a lot of cases, you use it for guaranteed income, and I'll tell you, it's the only it's the only account out there that will keep on paying you income after it is depleted to zero. All right, now not all of them work this way, um, but if you get with somebody, if you're interested, talk to somebody that you can trust. Give me a call; I'll be happy to help you through it. They're a fantastic way to finance, you know. To, to, uh, to provide a personal pension, let's call it. You know, a lot of us don't have pension plans like our parents did. You know, my dad had social security income uh, and he had a pension. And so he never was a man of, you know, great wealth, but he was perfectly comfortable. He had a great retirement. His retirement lasted 33 years. Nice. My, you know, my dad retired at 60 and he, and he passed at 93. And, and he never had a problem paying his bills. He always had extra money. And it's because of those two combined, the pension and the social security. Um, but myself, I've only got social security. I don't have a pension plan. And a lot of folks that I meet don't have one either. And if you, if you don't know, um, then you should go to the social security website, set up an account for yourself and take a look at how much they're forecasting. Uh, and I use that word uh, deliberately. I say forecasting because I want you to think it's uncertain. All right. You you need to realize that that we've got about a 20, 25% shortfall in the amount of money in these programs right now. And at some point, either they're going to have a massive cut across the board that they're going to have to cut everybody's benefits or they're going to do something to deal with it. So far, they haven't shown any courage on really anything. Sure. So, so I think you should, I think, so what I'm getting at is that when you look at it, it says, okay, you should get, I don't know, $2,500 a month. What you need to do in my view is you need to pr- uh, plan and budget for that being cut. So if it says 2,500, maybe you count on 2,000. I don't think that the program is ever going to be eliminated, but I do think at some point the, the government is going to be forced to act. And the easiest thing to do, in my opinion, would be simply cut the benefit. Um, I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope they do something like eliminate the income cap um, and, and maybe raise it a little bit, maybe increase the tax and raise a little bit. And by the way, this is by somebody, I'm saying this is somebody that pays both sides. I'm self-employed. So I pay double what everybody, you know, what, if you work at a big company, I pay the double rate because I pay both sides of it. I pay the employee side and the employer side. Aren't you um, lucky? And yes, it's just <laughs> wonderful when you it is wonderful when you see that come out of your bank account. Um, nonetheless, my point is I'm advocating for the increase and I'm willing to pay it because I think it's money well spent. Sure. I see so I see so many people, Steve, that they have been collecting Social Security and they've collected so much more than they ever put in the program. Um, they, they've collected multiples of how much they put into it. And, uh, and I, and I think that's fantastic. They're fortunate that that's great that they're able to do that. Um, you know, but if you look at the, the, the amounts, like I've looked at the amounts that people have contributed to it over their entire lifetime. Um, and in most cases within the first five years, you've received more than that back. Uh, so I, so I don't know that the formula is what I'm saying 
I don't know that the formula for Social Security still works, you know? And when they put this program together, you got to remember life expectancy was far shorter. They well, didn't expect. Yeah, I think the they life didn't expectancy expect. was what, like 60? Well, you couldn't start collecting until 65. And I think the life expectancy uh, in that time of FDR well, well, was about 62. It, yeah, that's, exactly, that's exactly right. Your life expectancy was shorter than the date in which, you know, sooner than the date in which <laughs> yeah, you could start exactly. collecting. Exactly. You know, so the idea is, the idea is ah, very few people are going to actually collect this thing, right? <laughs> that's what they wanted. Of course you it know? is. And, and so, so now you look at it and say, holy cow, life expectancy is, I think the average life, I think it's like 70, maybe 79 or 80 right now. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and so, so, I mean, we got people, it's very common for people to collect for 20 years, right? And, and so the fact of the matter is there's not as many people contributing as they're taken out of it, um, you know, and so, uh, so there's a problem and uh, it's, it's timed perfectly with right when I plan to collect Social Security. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's something we need to deal with. So the best thing you can do is make sure you've got other sources of income so that whatever you get from Social Security is excess. If you can get yourself in a spot where you don't need it, that's the perfect situation. Oh, what be. a great scene that would be. Yes. But the beauty yes. is, then, but working with somebody like you, Kevin, you can help us achieve that. That's the thing. It takes plan. It takes right. discipline. It takes money, of course. But but with yes. the right plan and and the right way to approach it, and that's what you that's what you help folks do every day. That's exactly right. I've been doing it. This is, I started in 1990. So this is my 31st year. Um, you, you know what? And, uh, and there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of tools all along the spectrum. You know, if, if you're looking, if you want to be more conservative with some of your money, and, and I say that because as a person gets closer to retirement, you want to be careful in that you don't have every dollar in the stock market, right? right. Because at any point, the stock market can drop 15%, right? We are, hopefully everybody in the market realizes that, that basically every year, forever. Okay. On an average year, the market will trade in a 15% range. That's from top to bottom with trading range within a year. That's the average is 15%. Okay. So, so the, the best, you need to be prepared for correction at any time, uh, you know, and uh, make sure that you're not taking more risk than you should. And what I like to do is some of the money I like to segregate and I like to put it into index annuities um, because that'll keep the money safe contractually. It's guaranteed. And I'll tell you what, Steve, in the last couple of years, these things are making a lot of money. I've got, I've got a bunch of them showing, you know, they're hitting anniversaries. Um, in other words, one, two, three years from when they're issued. And we're seeing double digit gains. So we're seeing 10, 12, 14% gains in the last year from an investment that's guaranteed that you cannot lose money. And, and so I'm, I'm thrilled with these things. They're great. I've got some in the last three, four years, they're up 40, 45, 50%, you know, over the last four or five years. Uh, so I think those are fantastic returns, and that's done in a in a risk free manner, uh, versus going all the way into the stock market, you know, which has been doing re- very well. Um, you know, there's other strategies we have uh, that that we've been doing the managed growth account, the pure growth account. I, I, I refer to it. Uh, we we received a sixty we returned sixty four percent net of fees in the first twelve months, um, and so we're, it's you know it had a fantastic start. But I'll tell you, the start of the second year here, we're down a little bit. So we're actually down about 5% right now. Okay. Um, and, and so because this is a concentrated portfolio and, um, and so generally I have got between five and 10 stocks inside the portfolio, uh, but I'm, I'm not necessarily recommending, you know, I wouldn't recommend this for, for you know, it's, it's for a piece of somebody's money if they wanted to look for aggressive growth. Uh, or what I'm trying to do is show you that we have a, I have a successful method to pick, to pick and choose stocks. Um, and our win rate is is hanging right at 65%. So roughly one time in three, we're wrong. I'm wrong. 
Um, and we try to keep those losses to a minimum and we try to let the winners go. And that's opposite of what most people do. So if you're doing this yourself, you know, limit your losses. Don't jump out too fast on your winners. And what a lot of folks do is they wind up selling the winners and hanging on to the losers because they don't want to take a loss. That's the and emotion wind- that comes into play, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And, it, and it's too bad. You know, the, the stock market is really driven by very base emotions. It's really fear and greed. You know, that's in my, that's, I mean, my view. If I had to totally simplify that, those are the base emotions driving everything people do in the stock market. I think so, too. Um, you, you know, and, and, and so, you know, it's, there's nothing we can do about it, right? The emotions are going to come, they're going to pop in whenever they show up, you know? Um, but what I like to do is I like to use what are, what we call rules-based portfolios. And so when I choose a stock, it goes through a filter, a screen um, where, where it meets what have been proven rules and strategies. You know, it could, could be any number of fundamentals like revenues or sales or insider activity. It could be technical in nature based on trading patterns and, and, and trends, and, and how the charts look and things like that, finding support and resistance levels. And, and there's a million indicators out there on, on both sides. Uh, so my point, though, is it's something that's repeatable, it's systematic, and it takes the emotion out of it. And so I follow, um, these are what I do. I use the rules-based strategy, and that's what I'm doing. And so far, it's working out beautifully. And again, it's it's a pretty ambitious thing on your part. And and I know that you, I mean, this is something that you do personally. This isn't something that you job it, out. I mean, you are making those no. decisions. You are making those buys. It's it's me. Yes, I, it, it's me that's doing it. And, and what I do is um, I pay for independent research from several different places. And so I get independent research, uh, in a, you know, that these aren't part of big brokerage firms. The only thing these companies do is investment research, stock research. And they're giving me their best ideas. And, and I get all kind of, probably dozens and dozens of ideas every day. And, and what I do is I, go, I then go through those and, and I uh, run my own screens, my own filters, I do my own research. And, and, uh, but those are the ones that, I'm, that I get that I'm using and that I'm buying and that I'm purchasing. Um, are they go th- so in other words, they, there's, an, an, there's an initial recommendation that I get, you know, I'm, I'm starting off with only stocks that are being recommended, you know, by, by these outfits that are award-winning outfits, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that's what I start with. Um, but I'm the one doing the buying and the selling. And, uh, and these are all custom portfolios. A lot of my clients, they say, you know what, Kevin, I, I want to keep 85, 90% of my money conservative, you know, but maybe put 10 or 15% into the, into the stocks that you feel good about. And so that's, so that's what I do. Uh, one of my great ones, one of my great ones that's worked out beautifully so far is AutoNation. Uh, I think we're up about 50% on that one um, just this year. Wow. And, uh, you know, so, um, you know, so it's, it's a matter, but, but, you know, but, but anytime you're trying to get these bigger returns, you know, just it's, it's like a law of nature that you have to be willing to accept the greater volatility and the greater risk. And so these stacks can easily swing 10% in a day. And uh, so it can be volatile. Um, it's really, it's really just for a part of a portfolio. It's certainly not for an entire portfolio. Um, you know, unless the whole thing you want, because it, it's a high risk portfolio and in exchange, we look for high returns. Right. Well, and again, it's, it seems simple enough, but boy, it's, it gets pretty complicated. And, and I know that if folks, if you want to have a conversation, if you want to learn more about what he's talking about here, the Pure Growth Fund, uh, give us a call, 800-975-6717. Visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. Kevin, wow, this, this thing went by really, really quick today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it did. It goes, wow. you know, I was surprised. I looked at the clock and I said, well, you know, it's time. Time is almost up. Exactly. Yeah. So, so no, I hope everybody, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show. And by all means, uh, I, I appreciate you listening and certainly feel free to reach out if you'd like to talk.
provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment, security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions.